Podcast. Welcome to the Performa Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Sirs, and we have a very special guest. Um, if you guys have been listening to this podcast from the beginning or at any point, um, if you listen to more than just this episode, um, sometimes I get to interview people, introduce you guys to people that I know personally. And then other times um, we get to get to know the people together because they're some of these people I've meeting for the first time. So our guest today is someone I'm just meeting for the first time. So you're going to get to know her as uh, while I get to know her. Um, she is a uh, personal trainer. She was born in Colombia, now living in New Jersey in the United States. Um, she started off as a soccer player and then an injury to her ACL kind of led her down a different path and through recovering from her injury and everything, you know, she had, she had a mentor and then she got into competing and then she ended up uh, competing on stage. And then that led to her being a trainer. And so now she's been through all these things and she's going to tell us all about them. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for our guest, Vanessa Zuluaga. Hey, you said that right. Hola, bienvenido. Hola. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's from Colombia. I speak a little Spanish, you guys, but I'm going to not, you know, because I get, I know that not everyone speaks Spanish. So um, first of all, hello, welcome. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Uh, Finally, for... we did it. Yeah, we made it. It's, uh, yeah. it's. I, I, you know, I host a couple podcasts and uh, doing them through Zoom is actually like it's it's more convenient because you can just you know log in and whatever but like it's so hard to schedule people when we do it through i don't know why but so yeah. we got you we're good <laughs> and i also believe the whole thing that we went through kind of helped out to you know put this together with like being yes. able to communicate with somebody like if you live in california i'm in new jersey like it would be crazy to travel around right. you know like not being able to so this definitely made it a little bit easier too so we yeah. can connect with people even more agreed yeah and I think like uh obviously now this is almost over I mean it's not completely over but like we can go out and do things now we don't have to wear masks everywhere so it's like kind of Absolutely. over but well I, I think, think we we opened what, like three weeks ago or something like that I mean yeah California just fully opened well by the time people hear this, it probably will have been up. But like, right, right now we're recording this the first week of July, basically, and California has been open for like, yeah, like three weeks. So yeah, oh, okay. So yeah. around the same time. Yeah, yeah. but like you say, finally, it's a little light at the end of all this, you know, yes, exactly. like how we're talking about, you know, we missed the, the shows, we missed uh, the expos where we get together with the people we've been, oh, yes. haven't seen in a while. So it's gonna be nice. I definitely miss the Fit Expo. That that's I mean, the Fit Expo, we have a big one in LA every year. And yeah. for like I probably have been going to the Fit Expo since like 04 or 05. Like, and so I've seen the LA, at least the LA Fit Expo grow to like it's this huge thing now. Like, I mean, have you ever been to the LA one? I have not. I went to the Olympia and the Arnold. Okay. So but I haven't I feel, yet. I feel like Olympia is probably a little bit different vibe because it's obviously it's all people that are competing and then people that are into like that world. But like the Fit Expo, it's like if you walk in now, there's like there's like companies that have like go go dancers dancing on the thing no. and like DJ <laughs> spinning. I'm like, oh my like, God. yeah, I'm like, I just want some pre workout, dude. I'm not trying to go right, to the right. <laughs> like I'm not trying well, to go to the club. 
I don't know how true it is, but they also have, I'm guessing, like the old types of training, like not just bodybuilding. They have uh, yes. powerlifting going on and other stuff too. Yeah, everything. I mean, I'm talking the LA Fit Expo. They have like, you know, they'll have like aerobics classes. They'll have, you know, like you said, like powerlifting, strongman type stuff. Um, last or not last year. Well, I guess it was last year, technically 2020. Yeah. Um, they had like an op a little mini obstacle course, like ninja course kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, like dance classes, like all kinds of stuff. But then they also have like all the brands. So like for me as a fitness person, like I love going to them because I get to learn about, you know, all these supplement companies that are coming out or just even that yeah. have been, like I've discovered everything I take like supplement wise is something that I tried at some point at the Fit Expo. And then I was like, oh, I yeah, like I love this. This is great. So. Yeah, I am very excited to go back and see I everybody. know, I can't wait. And most of, all, most of it all, you know, you have, like, everybody that you can connect with, you know? Like, right. even when I do, like, uh, shows and stuff, I connect with people that they're from, I don't know, some Iowa or something like that, or Tennessee. Right. But then I can't connect with them because we don't live, our, you know, in the same state. But then in big events like this, everybody kind of goes. So. Right everybody all kind of comes in at the same time. So that's always nice. Um, so Vanessa, um, I know you grew up in Colombia, right? Yes. Um, did you, okay, I just, this is a question that I have to ask because this is, you know, a pop culture themed podcast. So, and I'm sorry if this is offensive at all, but like when I think of Colombia, I think of Pablo Escobar. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm sorry. Like, yes. I've never, I've never been. I know it's beautiful because I know people that like. Actually, one of my friends just got back from Medellin, and yes. like, I'm seeing pictures, and I'm like, like, I would love to go. Obviously, like for a while there, we couldn't go, right? Like, wasn't it? Yeah. So there was certain places that you couldn't even like travel to by bus. So you get a bus. You you know, like let's say from. Florida to Orlando, you know, South Florida to Orlando. So things like that, sometimes you couldn't do that type of drive because it was kind of dangerous during the that time. Right. We're talking about back, back in like 19 something, you know, like- Like, like, the, like the 70s, 80s, 80s, right? And the 70s, 80s, yeah. you know, maybe even going into the 90s, okay. you know, a little bit. But um, yeah, you couldn't travel like that. But like nowadays, like if you notice now, I mean, I don't mean to put this country out there, but um, Mexico. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, now, like, I'm I'm Mexican, so yeah, we could talk about it a little bit. Like the cartels, <laughs> the cartels so, very I'm much. They kind of took over that. Okay. So like now we kind of we're, we're like a lot safer. Like those places that you couldn't travel to, now you can go. Even now, like a lot of people don't know, but when Pablo Escobar had all those crazy animate animals and. La Hacienda, which is like where he lived, you can actually go there now, and it's a museum. And you yeah, can see yeah. like animals and all that stuff. But you know, now I'm hoping that you know Colombia ends up winning the World Cup soccer, and then somehow like that becomes more of like what we're known for. <laughs> right. So, I, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like I, I just feel like, like I mean, especially like, I mean, I knew who Pablo Escobar was, and I think like I feel like most people do, but like when Narcos came out, like it really kind of glamorized it so I feel like people yes. are like wow I want to go to Colombia now like I like I I know they have like Pablo Escobar tours in Colombia like yes. so like that's like oh, weird yeah there's this little um 
Pueblo that like he helped, you know, putting all those soccer fields and then he, it was a very poor, you know, area and he gave money to those people. So technically, you know, they have a painted like this right here kind of, but just Pablo Escobar. So it was kind of like that. So people go there because that's kind of where he grew up, where everything was, and then where all that stuff is. And people like love to go and see those areas. And all the houses, you can see them still like a little bit burnt. Uh, you can see them like, you know, you can still see all that stuff. So it okay. became like an attraction. Right, right. But I'm like happy and I'm so glad to say that like now to go back to Colombia is safe. You know, there's danger everywhere you go, no matter where you right. are. You have, you just have to know where to go. And it's not like, you're not going to go into like somewhere that there's no people or, you know, somewhere that you don't know. So I think uh, it's easy to say that it's good to go. So anybody can go and it'll be okay. (laughs) I would love, I would love to go. Um, What, uh, so what was it like growing up in Colombia? You're our, you're our first Colombian guest that we've had on this show. So enlighten us on, yeah. Well, I do get to say, like, I I moved there when I was kind of here when I was a little bit younger, but I do, okay. I went back because I lived in Florida. So I moved from Colombia to Miami. So for Miami, it wasn't that far to go back and forth. All my family is there. So I used to go two, three times uh, a year to visit them. To so I, I don't remember much as when I was younger. I, I remember a few things, but more when I go back and I see, you know, and I go back now. Okay. Um, but I do got to say, like, the culture is beautiful. Like, you know, like, I lived in Miami where there's no mountains. So, <laughs> like, going back there and, like, seeing mountains. And I got to say, like, if you go there with, like, $1,000, you'll be good for a long time. Like, oh, so I, I could ball out in Colombia? Yes, okay, absolutely. Cool. The prices <laughs> are insane. And, like, well, depending where you go, when I won, it was, like, around $4,000, $1. So you can buy like, you know, arepa, empanadas for like 25 cents. Oh, wow. So we used to go to the quarter lady and just buy all of the ones that she has for like 10, less than $10. Right. So, you know, the money wise, when you go from here to there, I mean, you can have a very fun time there. Okay. I like you that. I, many things. I feel like, like Mexico is similar, but I don't think it's that much, but like, I yeah, no, Mexico is a little bit more. Yeah. I, we actually went to Mexico where, you know, we went with Paris Labs. Um, mm. It was the We Are Pro okay. in Mexico. So I can see the prices being a little bit more, but it's all depending on the time when you go, you know, because right now instead of 4000 it's like 3500 in Colombia. That's still pretty so good. I think yeah, I think it just all depends on the time, but you can have a good time. <laughs> now, Colombia, from what I know, is one of the countries where you can go and get like stem cells done. Oh my God, I'm so glad that you actually even mentioned that. Oh, okay, great. Because I, I like, my back is a little messed up and like, I feel like if I just got some stem cells and I'd be like, good. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I know there's not a lot of places you can do it, but I know Colombia is like one of the places, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not wrong, when I started researching stem cells, they were actually in Costa Rica where it all started. Uh-huh. So, um, but it all started just because of baseball players or things like that, but not for like normal people. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now Colombia and Medellin, they actually have somewhere where they're doing stem cells for everything. And I know a few UFC fighters, yeah. um, a few baseball players actually gone there and they actually got a treatment. And now they're doing it for health. So people who have, you know, 
uh, Crohn's disease, anything with your IV, you know, uh, yeah. digestive or anything like that, like Iki actually has been helping. So yeah. I'm actually, well, it was last year we're not supposed to go because I wanted to, you know, to see it because I was interested. And uh, because I know a few UFC fighters have been doing it with the shoulders and things yeah. like that. And when you lift a lot, you you know, you get a little aching somewhere. So I wanted to know about it too. And because of my knee situation that we'll get into, yeah, I've never, I fully recover, but I still feel like I can be a weather person. Like if it rains, if it snows, I feel the ache. So I still feel like sometimes it does bother me and it prevents me to do a lot of things like, you know, when I squat heavy, things like that. Yeah. So I was actually researching going to Medellin to do that last year, oh, but then wow. it happened. So I'm waiting for this year, maybe end of this year or next year to go over there and um, actually go into that, that place. I said, you're pronouncing it Medellin? Yeah. I said, Medellin. I said Medellin. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. No, no, I think it's the two L's. It gets everybody. Medellin. So, it, like, the double L is like, you know, we kind of say Medellin. Okay. Okay. But I, that's actually I, pretty good. I was impressed by the time you said my, my last name. <laughs> I think you said my last name right. So, I think everything else I just, is good. Like, I can, I mean, like I said, I'm okay in Spanish, but like, just sometimes if I'm not familiar with a word, I may not pronounce it right. And so I hear it and then I'm like, oh, that's how you say it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So you were a, like a soccer, like you were amazing in soccer, right? Like you were thinking you were going to go pro in soccer at some point, yeah. right? Yeah. Since I was young, I've always, that's always been my dream. You know, I played soccer from a very, my mom said before I even walked, I was like kicking the little soccer balls. Okay. So she's like, hey, you know, when you by the time you saw soccer in, on TV, like that was your dream. So I don't know if it's true to this day. She says that it's true. <laughs> so I believe it because every single time, like in Colombia back, back then, you know, I'm a little right. older. Yeah. So back then they didn't have, uh, they have a uh, school, but it was for only girls. And back then girls don't play soccer. They only play volleyball. They do cheerleading. So when I went to this like private schooling, you know, something, they call it monjitas, which is like the nuns. Monitas? So I went to like monjitas, yeah. So you we went to like a private uh, Catholic school type of thing. Got it. I will bring in my backpack like a soccer ball and during recess, I will put all the girls to play soccer. So I would always get in trouble like at least twice a week because I wanted to play soccer. They're like, no, you're not supposed to play that. You're not supposed to play that. And then fast forward now, I went back the first time. And now they have a soccer team for girls. Oh, wow. That's that's that yeah. But, you know, like, so since I was young, I always loved to play. Then I have, like, I have a twin brother. And I have mostly. You have a, like, you have a twin brother. I do. Okay. He is 6'3", 260 pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. He's, like, twice my size. It's wow. crazy. So then um, I played soccer with them, everything. It was always like with my uncles, we always, always play soccer. And then, you know, I moved to Miami and then I always, you know, that was my whole thing. I want to play soccer. Then I got into middle school, soccer. Uh, you know, I never had a private a coach. I never had like, you know, now you can pay those lessons. Like it was yeah, always, yeah. It was, I taught myself and that was just my passion. Right. So um, I got into middle school, played high school, I played. And then during high school, 
um, I got a, a, like a semi-scholarship because you can only get a scholarship in senior year. But they saw me like in 10th grade and then say, hey, we want you to come to this uh, university and play for us. We just have to run to your, you know, this time where we're looking at you. So they sent me the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. Then um, my 11th year came around and, you know, I was playing and everything all by myself and then everything was going well. And then I ended up, you know, just churning because us as women, we have our hips are a little bit different than guys. So no. Yes, if you guys didn't know, <laughs> three, there's some. Yeah. I, you know. I was just having this conversation uh, with somebody yesterday because, uh, like, uh, my, uh, you know, like, I know, like, a lot of girls like to take, like, bar classes. You yes. Know, like, and guys, like, I'll, I've taken them before. And, like, you know, I could squat and deadlift and all those things, but there's something about, like, like if you're, like, for a, wimp, for a woman, you guys have, your hips are, are made for childbirth. You know, yeah, like they're, exactly. they're made for that. And so like, I feel like in a bar class, like a woman can sit in like a hold and keep those muscles under tension for longer, even if there's not a lot of weight versus how long a guy can. And I'm just, and I was just saying, I'm pretty sure it's because just biologically their hips are supposed to be stronger because of that. You know that now that you mentioned that, I don't know if you if you saw it or maybe you heard of it. It was a... um like a challenge a couple of maybe weeks or months ago that people will go underneath and then the woman will bring their hands back. And then like, supposedly the guy couldn't hold himself um, just on his yes. knees and pull back down. Did you see that challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that has anything to do yeah. with the, the hips. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's my, like I said, I, you know, I mean, I've been in fitness forever, but like, I don't, that's just my guess. But like, like I said, because if you see guys in a bar class, they're dying. Yes. But those, but those same guys could squat 400 pounds. And then the women are in the bar class and they're, you know, they're killing it. And then, but they can't squat for, I mean, maybe I'm sure some women could squat 400 pounds. I'm just saying like, I think there's something about just being under, ten, like that kind of tension for a long period of time. I could yeah. be wrong. And our, listen, our, our listeners are probably like, no, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it's just- they're probably but um you know that that was the thing so since you know if you notice a lot of like the injuries when it comes to acl meniscus cartilage anything like that on your knee most percentage is women like the less percentage guys and it's because of the their hits so you know i did a wrong turn and then just to get the ball like reflex and i ended up just like turning my knee oh. um and then you know that night i couldn't walk i went to the hospital the guy tells me hey you know all you need to do is just go to physical therapy and then you'll be okay and i'm like okay that's good uh so fast forward six i'm trying i'll try to tell the whole story like as fast as possible so like uh six months passed by went to physical therapy and then i tried to go back to like soccer but it was funny because I will try to grab the ball and I will try to straighten my knee and the ball just passed me. And I'm like, how did I just get that? That's a pass. You know, like this is the easiest thing you could do. Right. Um, and so I, something didn't seem right. So then my senior came around when I got the scholarship for, for college and they were like, oh, you know, like this is the year. Like we got to see in the finals, you know. So I went to try out for the same school that I was playing with. 
and my knee would just not be 100%. Like I couldn't make a full pass, my, it would lock. So I didn't end up making the team. Oh man. So then after that, I was like, wow, like this just this sucks. Like this is my my whole thing. So I tried to find like a different thing to do. And we used to um I have a friend who we played for Colombia for the um uh U17. So I started playing with him. Um we were older, but he was playing in Colombia when he was 17. And I had a friend who he plays for the USA right now for the deaf team. So us three, we ended up just starting playing. Did like you, did you say did you say the deaf team? Yeah, like the deaf team, like uh, they don't have a hundred percent. So there's a soccer team that's just deaf people. Um, yes, but they're disability. Right. So it'd be people with like deaf, yeah. So he okay. played for them. Huh. He is actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> he really made his shame. <laughs> yeah. So he was playing with them. So we ended up doing like a thing where we would go to a park, um, and then in the park they used to have like um, actual teams that played. So, you know, we played and all that stuff. And then like, you know, we'll do 5v5. We ended up going to like tournaments. And then uh, some scouts saw me play and they were like, hey, listen, like if you want, like come and try out with us. Um, and then maybe you can come to a our team. And apparently those scouts had to do something with like link to the, to the USA team like uh-huh. later on because um, I didn't know until way after and so then I was like yeah we'll try out happens I go and play um, we're playing super good it was three bit b3 and next thing you know same thing happened uh. right I was trying out for them but this time I couldn't walk so I went to the hospital this is about like a year later so I went to the hospital and then uh, they were like, listen, we know this guy who works with a lot of the soccer players. You should go to this guy. So they refer me to this guy. I go to the guy and he tells me that instead of having my ACL, it looks like I had a prior injury that was never fixed. I needed surgery. So instead of just my ACL, not like my meniscus were done, my, uh, my cartilage was gone. So they were like, we have to get you into surgery. So this time I ended up having surgery. So, you know, I've always been very active. I didn't even work out or anything prior to this. My whole thing was always soccer. Right. And um, that was hard because like, uh, you know, like when you're so active and you're always doing things and you're on the go, you know, that's your life. And then um, you go from like just being able to just be in bed. You can't get up, you can't walk, you can't do anything on your own. So it's kind of like, it just sucked, you know? Like, yeah. so then I went through a time where I was like, oh my God, like between being depressed, I'm like, I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, like I, yeah, there's, I don't know what to do. Like right. this was my whole dream since I was young. Well, that's it. That's the end of the oh, story. Oh no, I thought you were going to ask me something. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just listening. I'm just listening. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to ask me something. No. Something I... <laughs> huh? No, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. So then after that, you know, I started playing video games, like soccer video games, like FIFA 13 or whatever, you know, I was like, this is the only soccer I get to play. <laughs> so then, you know, like, as you said, like, I wasn't like, I couldn't move my knee at all. I couldn't bend it. I couldn't do it. My knee was just like this all the time. So then um, I wasn't able to walk, you know, so everything, everything had to be done for me. So then you get to appreciate a little, like the little things you know right because then you started seeing like wow like you know the fact that I can I can't even get up my bed you know and like before I could like 
you know, we should be thankful that we're just able to do this. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, sometimes you get up and you're like, ah, you know, this day and stuff. It's like, we should, we should appreciate this. So then um, after that, I started getting into like a wheelchair. So I was like, all right, well, at least I can go places. Uh, now, so at, are you still, I'm sorry. Uh, are you, are you out of high school at this point? Like in between, like what would have been? No, like between... I was, um, I was in like my senior year. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So I was still like, but soccer was done. Like I couldn't play. Um, you know, like I knew by then like that I wasn't able to, to play. And like, you know, when I didn't come, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't born here. So like, when you come here, you're thinking like after high school, they, they, they uh, um, scout you or, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh no, wait, when that happened, when I had like the surgery, I was, cause that happened my senior year. I didn't make it. Yeah. That was like the end of my senior year. Okay. Because I started playing, like, since I wasn't picked for the, for my senior year, I just started, like, I need to look another way. So I just started playing a little, like, a regional park. Yeah. Because I'm, like, I need to find somewhere else to play. So during I was going to high school, I was doing this something else. And um, so where was I? Oh, yeah. So then I went into, the, like, the wheelchair, but now I couldn't get down the stairs. And I live in a third floor. Uh. And I'm like, oh no. So now you're thinking like I should be appreciated when I can go down the stairs. Like this like sucks. Yeah. So then, you know, then I started thinking, well, what am I gonna do? So then I went to physical therapy for my knee. Now I'm in crutches. So now I'm like able to to kind of walk. So going down the stairs for the first time on crutches for me was like I just want to start the the Super Bowl here or like the World Cup. I was like, oh my God, I just went down the stairs, right. you know? And then I was like, I'm never going to take a day for granted after this. So then I went on, I went to physical therapy and then I, I always like to help people like I was telling you earlier. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this actually seems like something I like to do. I started talking to the guy that was helping me like rehab and I told him my whole story. And then uh, he was like, absolutely amazing. And I was like, wow, this is like, he touched my life in a way that I was like, I always like to help people. This is might be something that I would want to do, you know, like physical therapy. So then, um, you know, the, there's a time of just physical therapy. And after that, they're like, all right, you're done. Bye. So then after that, I ended up going to like, a, this is my first time I went to like, you know, when I do uh those 5ks and then they have boots with people yeah. yeah yeah so over there i went and there was this this booth there there was a few people with like superman like you know all that stuff and i was like you know i walk in there and by this time i was you know i was a little smaller than like my my soccer days so then this guy comes up to me he's like oh wow like do you work out and i'm like work out i don't work out i just got out of a surgery and then he's like no you have like a good physique and i was like this is probably the first compliment everybody's given me since like soccer happened and the surgery. So mm -hmm. I'm like, is it, is, are they being nice or, you know, they're like, have you ever thought about competing? And I was like, competing in what? And they this were like, great oh, pickup. this is a great pickup line, by the way. Yeah. Take <laughs> notes. Take notes. <laughs> and Just go then, up to a girl and be like, be like, are you, are you, uh, do you compete? Like, that's a great pickup line. Girl, like, right? no, but thank you. And back you. then, I came in, I came in talking about soccer. So I was like, yeah, I play soccer. Because <laughs> uh, back then, the, the competition wasn't even like, uh, 
like, you know, when you go to a show now, there's over 1200 competitors. Right. You know, when I started competing, they might have been maybe in my first class in just my class alone. I probably had maybe 25. Oh, wow. So how so when did you start competing then? I mean, so you you meet this person. Is this, is this the guy that ended up being like your coach? Yes. OK, got it. So then so then this guy's like I told him what happened with soccer. And he's like, well, why don't you let me help you? You finish therapy. You can work out. Um, I'm a personal trainer over here. Why don't you come? and then do a training oh my god i'm like i'm gonna break my leg i'm like if i do a squat i'm gonna break my leg right so i actually um i took him you know like i got his business card and everything and i was like nervous i'm like what am i gonna do you know so i tried it and i will never i will never forget the day where i did a leg press for the first time this is fast forward a few you know training sessions and i couldn't even do the the plate like the leg press plate uh-huh. without any weights i could barely even move it not even so like, just just the platform on the leg press just, that's the word i was looking for the platform yeah. i was like i couldn't even push it i thought i'm like i'm gonna snap my leg this is it <laughs> so it was very mental you know but this guy helped me get in because i was like in a trash ball. i was like all right so pt happened and then i felt like okay this is over like i have nothing else like i'm getting there was a good in that depression time, you know? Of course. And this guy was like my little angel. He came to my life and like completely changed me. He's like, you know, um, this is the training. He started teaching me a lot of stuff with the eating. Um, and he never let me uh, like, well, I'm going forward a little bit. But <laughs> so he helped me, you know, with um, with building my muscle again. And he's like, what do you think about competing? And I was like, competing? I'm not competing. I eat once a day. I, you know, I drink back then, you know, drink <laughs> a little bit, uh, water. So then, you know, like, I'm not, I'm Colombian. I like my rice and beans. I like my, you know, my food. Yeah. So I'm not thinking about eating six times a day or five times a day, you know? And he's like, why don't you just give it a try? So then, like, my soccer mentality, I feel like it kicked in. Yeah. And as soon as he, we started with the training, I just went, like, full on from zero to 100. Yeah. I was, like, on everything. It became, like, like a good drug, you know? Because, like, I was, like, what am I going to do with my life? And to, like, wow, like, I, I love this. And yeah. meanwhile, I was going for school for a physical therapist. Okay. So I was doing physical therapy, going to school, and then I was doing the training, and I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" Because physical therapy has to do with, you know, rehab in a way. Well, that's what it is, and yeah. the training has to do with the phys- uh, with the rehab. That's what I meant to say. With the rehab, when you're training, you have to build the muscle and all that stuff. And I'm learning while doing the the uh, physical physical therapy school muscles and all that stuff yeah they kind of they kind of they kind of blend together you know training and physical i was like like, oh my god like this is what my calling is in life you know i always believe god has this world for a reason and i was like wow this might be my thing and then um so he put me through all the stuff i did my first show and i kind of started like so how old are you at this point I, it feels like I feel like you're pretty young still when you do your first show, right? I was, yeah. That was probably 2015, I would okay. say. Yeah, about because I've been doing it for maybe like eight years. So how so? How old were you when you did your first show? 
Um, that's a good question. I'm really good with my age. <laughs> okay, how, how old are you right now? Quantos años tienes? 30. Okay, so minus 2015. So you were like 24 ish, 23, 24, probably your first time. Yeah, I would probably, then it had to be maybe a year prior because I, I would say I was probably like 23. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's pretty uh, young yeah, to start though. Huh? That's pretty young. Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, you know, when you're that young, your body is still kind of changing, right? Like, so you Absolutely. have to, you have to go through, I mean, you go from not working out to now you're working out and training to be on stage, yeah. but like your body is also just going through changes because that's what it does. So it's, I imagine it's, I mean, it's not easy ever, but like, I feel like at a younger age, it might be a little bit harder because you have to learn that discipline and learn how your body responds to like all these new things that you're doing, you know? Yeah. And I lived in Miami, you know, and like, this is, I'm talking about like, because I had to do the building the muscle a little bit more for, you know, a good year or so. So if right. let's say I was 23 and maybe all this stuff started to happen like 2021, let's say, you know, like, and then I had to do the training right to build so that's a cool that's a good time you know it doesn't really happen in like oh three months right you know what i mean so the rehab and all that stuff so like you know at that issue in miami before like going out and doing all the stuff but like i just you know my whole thing during that time was all like you know where i started training and like you say you know like uh, you have to be very dedicated and all that stuff um so but that kind of changed my my thinking because that kind of made me like you know go on a different path yeah um and I started like you said I started really young doing it because usually people around like 26 that's kind of yeah. when they, they yeah. decided. and a good point is like you know as you grow as you're older you have more muscle most maturity and uh you know you have your skin is thinner so you're able to see more definitions so when you're a little younger you don't really have the Wait, hold on. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, now I can. Okay, sorry. So then you're going through, you know, that the stage so young, you don't really have all that stuff, like with muscle maturity, like thinner skin and like years of training. So our skin gets thinner as we get older? Yes. Is because so, I mean when you when you get thinner, you can actually have, see more definition. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to agree because I'm, I mean, I'm my oldest, obviously I'm not getting any younger, but like, I'm in like, like I'm leaner than I've pretty much ever been. And I'm older than I've ever been. So I, I mean, <laughs> that's a good you know. point. Well, <laughs> you, you realize more like, Oh, you know, when I, I'm older, like, you know, uh, I can't be like when I'm in my twenties, I was like, listen, that's actually a good thing because like, you get like your like once you're past 30 they say like you know even muscle wise yeah wait hold on <laughs> what's happening okay i don't know start. what's going on over there <laughs> i know so even when uh you're getting older you have more muscle maturity and like you said like i uh you were saying like you know your skin is the guest dinner so there's a lot of good things that come as you age older than like if you're competing with somebody that's uh, younger, you know, because right. if, like if I'm on my 20s and I'm competing against somebody that's on their 32s and they've been doing it for a little bit longer and they have more much maturity, like you could definitely see that on stage. 
You know, when I look at these women right now and they're on stage at like 30s, 40s, I'm like amazed. Yeah. It's incredible, but that's one thing that some younger crowd is missing. You know, like if you look at the teens, because now they have like a teen or novice categories. Like if you compare them to, you know, like even a 30, yeah, they might have a few things that, you know, maybe younger they don't. But if you look at just talking about muscle maturity and their skin, I mean, the difference is right there. Interesting. Um, So, okay, so you start competing. Obviously, you really loved it. You get on stage your first show and you're like, this is what I'm going to do, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I ended up, I ended up um, even that same year, I think I competed like five times. I got uh-huh. into it. Sweet. I got like the, yeah, I ended up competing in like, I may be exaggerating, but it was like three three shows, I think. Okay. Yeah. But there was one thing, and like this is certain things that you don't think about, you know? And like, as you compete, and even now, uh, when was it? A few years ago, I competed back to back. And um, your muscle, Actually, you know, like you can only defeat for so long that it starts to like get some of your muscle because you're so depleted and right. you've really done it for so long. Like what's more like another week of just depletion and doing all this stuff. Like, so you start getting less, you know, like it starts to eat up your muscle if you want to put it in quotes. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we also take our off season because you need to like grow again and we can't be like competing back to back. Right. Yeah, that year I ended up doing that until the coach was like, hey, listen, you need to grow now a little more. And then right. after all of this, you know, we'll go back into this. So after that, he started teaching me during all this off season and all that stuff. Um, he's like, so what do you want to do? And so I'm, I'm telling you, he became like my mentor, my everything. So then uh, not dating, just put it out there. Just <laughs> like, you know, when you say you meet that, like one person in your life that they're like a little angel. Like right. this guy, and not just for me, like anybody who was in our, in our team. And if they ever listened to this call, you know, it was iron squad back then. Like they know this guy went like anything, anybody, his team needed. He was always there. Like he was like, it, it was incredible. I never met anybody like that. He right. would give his car away. If somebody needed somewhere to, uh, a kid needed like food. He goes shopping for him. Like this kid was, uh, this guy was amazing. Got so it. then uh, he took me under his wing and he's like, listen, you know, let me teach you the whole training. Cause I didn't know anything. I was playing soccer. So he teach me the whole thing with like training, nutrition. Um, and he didn't let me, he, I would sit next to him because um, he would do, you know, other people's nutrition and stuff that they were competing and he would have me sit next to him every single hour, just listening to why he's changing what, what their diets are and what he's doing with the person. And then he'll explain it to me. So I started learning a lot from him and he would never let me train anybody during this time or coach anybody. He's just like, you're here to learn. So I'm like, okay. So I went for a long time. I was, you know, learning that he let me train somebody, you know, and cause he had his own studio now. Okay. So then we open up the, the studio and then, um, yeah, and then this guy teach me everything. He was my mentor and everything. But then fast forward a little bit more, you know, competing and all that stuff. I moved to New York. Okay. When I moved there, uh, like this is when all that stuff happened. Like a year after that, I ended up finding out that, you know, passed away. So your, that your, was, your mentor passed away. Yes. Okay. My mentor passed away. Okay. 
So then, uh, you know, that was hard. That was very hard for me because, and the whole team itself, you know, because we all knew he was so young. He was, uh, he was like 31, 32. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he was young. Um, and he had nothing to do. I know people go right into that. He was probably doing some like stuff. And it's, you know, it was just like a surgery. Like a surgery was the thing that, you know, it just happened naturally. So he had a sur- like a botched surgery of something of some sort. Yeah, he had uh, something because he tore like something here. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was his rotator cuff, something. And so he had a surgery or bicep, something uh-huh. he tore. So he had um, the surgery. So then uh, he would always take care of everybody, but not themselves. You know what I mean? There's always that one. So he never really got checked. He was more focused on like, okay, this person's competing, this one's competing. And then he never really, you know, he never really checked after like something that he needed. He ended up getting like a blockage or something like that oh, there. No. Yeah. That's crazy. So that was hard. But you know, you know, by that time I was like, wow, that kind of hit me hard. Well, of course it hit me hard, but I was like, what do I do? So I was like, I just you know, I was a trainer when I moved to Brooklyn too. So okay. I was like, you know, my colleague's doing this, whatever he teach me and just keeping his legacy going. And everywhere I go, like, you know, when I do a show, I always, always wear, you know, or our shirt. So, and like me and his mom, uh, we have like a good connection. Okay. So, you know, he's always, you know, he's still here. Got it. Yeah, of course. You're keeping his memory alive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you're training now, but now you're in New Jersey. Yes. So it's okay. crazy. I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So you went from you went from Columbia to Miami to Brooklyn. Now you're in Jersey. Yes. <laughs> um, I like it more. Sorry. <laughs> what? I like it more. <laughs> you like Jersey the best? No, I love Miami. I want to go back to Miami. Okay. But uh, compared Brooklyn to here, like you have so much more space. Like oh more. my god. Like more, it's not, it's not as crowded, right? Absolutely. What, like, part of, what part of New Jersey are you in? I live down, down by Long Beach Island. Okay. So it's a little bit like by Atlantic City. Everybody knows Atlantic City. So I'm a little yeah. bit more north from there, Tom's River. Oh, Tom's little, River. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm a little lower than that. That's, what, that's where Todd Frazier played Little League. Really? Todd Frazier is a... He was a major league baseball player. I don't he think he's. On, yeah, oh well. It, it, they like made it to the Little League World Series. Like I don't know, probably like twenty years ago or something. But that uh-huh. was it made well, it made that little town famous. I remember that. You know why this? Now that you mentioned that, you know why the town that I live there is famous because the guy from Dolphin. I don't know his name from the Dolphins, Miami. Uh huh. Oh, uh, Dan Marino. No, no, he's a new one. Young kid, blonde. I forgot his name. Ryan Fitzpatrick? Uh, no, he's not on the Dolphins anymore. No, uh, he's there now. He was born here. So this this little town became famous because he's on the Dolphins now. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know any Dolphins. I'll sorry. get back to you on that one. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Miami Dolphins. If you guys won more, we would know who you are, but you don't. Somebody wrote one in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you like New Jersey better then? Okay. Yeah, I have more space. You know, Brooklyn is very crowded and there's only yeah. you can't really have a house there. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. They, they gentrified it too much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, happened to 
at the right time because you know like uh, I have some clients on that I do on FaceTime and uh -huh. then they're in Brooklyn still and they were saying during this whole para, uh, pandemic uh, say it pandemic yes just like my <laughs> last team I can't say it so yeah <laughs> while that time was happening they said like you know they were like 500 square feet apartment you can't get out and people in New York they were you know yeah. a little bit uh more what would be the word i don't want to offend anybody they were a little more strict when it came to this so they were oh, more yeah. nervous nobody would go out if they yeah. see you out you know For so sure. they were like we were like living in my apartment so at least here like you know you have a space you have a backyard you can go into if you're bored right. over there it's like you can't everything's closed yeah so i feel like i moved around the Good time. Yeah, lucky. yeah, that's that's actually I left L.A. Um, to go out to the country because I was also tired of being locked up in my little apartment in West Hollywood. I was like, yeah, I went out to the country. We were out, you know, with cows and horses and just <laughs> lots of land and I could run for miles and not see a person like it was great. It was it was yes, it, it was exactly. it was a it was tough to leave LA for that time, but like since everything was closed, it wasn't that tough. Like if LA would have been, if, if there wasn't a pandemic, I, I would never have left, but I'm glad that I did because it made me appreciate it more, but like, I just got to be more free. And also when I came, when I came out to Oklahoma, um, the gyms were already open. Wow. <laughs> like, like two months into the pandemic, they opened the gyms back up in Oklahoma. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, now I have another reason why I need, I can leave LA. I can go work out. Yeah. Couldn't work out. So are for, you in Oklahoma right now? Um, right this mo well. In LA. Right now I'm in Oklahoma, but by the okay. time this airs, I will be in LA. So. Okay. Well, that's why like even my whole basement, I turned my whole basement into a gym. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as I moved, I'm like, my whole basement is going to be just my gym. And that's what I ended up doing. I was like, thank God that I did that because I wouldn't congress not being able to go to the gym. I mean, that's yeah. been because people ask me going back to like, you know, when I was, you know, uh, going through the whole surgery recovery, people are like, how are you, can you go to the gym every single day? Or like, no, nah, I, I take a few days off, but I, let's say I'll party or something. Uh, and they're like, oh, I just, I can't seem to go. I'm like, listen. When you know what it's like not to be able to get out of bed and like appreciate it. Like I remember that day, whenever I feel like I'm not motivated or I don't want to work out, I always remember like, wow, like I remember that day where I couldn't even walk. Like I should be so thankful that I'm able to do this, you know, and lift. That's like a privilege for me to do. Right. Yeah. So like, I appreciate it so much more after all that stuff. <laughs> uh so okay so you're training now and then you have uh, i'm assuming you have like a date on the calendar where you're going to compete again as well yeah so i'm leaving for the end of this year so okay. this is my big 21 plus one 29 plus one birthday <laughs> so i was like i cannot be on prep sorry coach if you're listening to this <laughs> so i was like i cannot have prep on this year so oh, i just you didn't want to, you like, you just, you just wanted to go hard. You didn't want to like worry about. Yeah, I wanted to, yeah because like uh, the okay. past years, I've been just always on prep during my birthdays. Because my birthday's in June, and okay. every prep happens to be like you have to be in prep during June. Right. 
So this time around, I was like, you know what? Like, uh, and I wasn't sure like when the shows were going to happen because we just opened a few weeks ago. Right. So I was like, I don't want to be in prep and then say, hey, you know, like we're still not open. So I will be pretty disappointed. So I was like, you know what? Like after my birthday passes and all that stuff, I'm just going to focus on on that. But even though I'm not prepping, like I'm always, um, even though it's the off season, you're always prepping for it because it has to be, there's like a, a science behind your off season to get into prep. Got you it. know, you don't just go all out and hey, I eat whatever I want, you know, like you still prep our meals, we right. eat every three hours. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not eating pizza every day and getting hammered every night. You know? Right. Yeah. I do. And people do follow me. They know that I like to go out, but when I go out, you know, like people think I'm crazy, but then like in my car, right before we go out to see a live band or whatever it is, I'll eat my meal. And then when I get to the place, like my go-to drink is just one vodka and water and it's probably this big so it lasts me the whole night (laughs) and like i'm colombian so all i need is give me some music and i'm okay i'm awake i don't need anything else just give me music (laughs) right you like dancing i yeah i love dancing i love music yeah so but during my during prep and stuff like you know like i'm like 100 percent on it like i don't really go out you know because your body gets tired like people who are trying to compete for the first time, yeah, it, it's hard, you know. Like if, if it feels easy, already would be doing it, right. but like everybody says, but it is like hard. Like you have to say no to many things. Like even like a CBDs, you know, you always have to be like, no, you have to be the boring one. And more when you get closer, not because you want you you don't want to go, it's because you're so tired. So all you do is like work, sleep, train, work, sleep, train. That becomes right. your your thing. But then I tell everybody, you know, it's just for a few weeks. And then after that, you can just go back to, to doing it. Right. What's your, uh, what's your, like, I know everybody has, like, their meal that they eat, like, right after the show is done. Like, everyone has, like, oh, when the show is over, I go to Cheesecake Factory or whatever. Like, what's yours? I, I, I love sweets. I'm telling you, even like after I get, I can get a salad and I'll be happy, but give me sweets. Okay. Like I want like that, that, uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, Chili's Monta Volcano with ice cream. Okay. I'll yeah, like, yeah. Can you give me a salad with that. Don't even give me the salad. Just give me that. Like I'll be happy. Okay. Like I'm not a big like food person. I can eat like plain chicken, fish, rice all day long. I don't crave pizza. Okay. I don't crave pasta. Nothing like that, but sweets. So when my prep okay. starts, anything that's sweets in my house, I have to throw it out because yeah. I can definitely cannot have it. Like if I have it in my house, okay. I'm eating it. <laughs> that's, I and it. I, that, that's what I tell people though. That's, I mean, that's, that's just great advice for everybody, right? Like so many people, like if we're, especially there's, you know, there's studies that show like if you're watching TV, if you're just sitting down and watching TV, it's going to make you want to eat. That's like, I don't know why, but it does. And so I always just tell people, if you don't keep those things in your house, then guess what? You won't eat them. Right. I, don't, I don't keep sweets in the house because then I'll eat them. So I only keep, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, I'll have like Greek yogurt or something or like, like a protein bar, like proteins. Like I love, I love, uh, have you tried those Quest peanut butter cups? Yes. Like I with- did one like there's like one gram of sugar or something i'm like these are yeah. so good like I tried this. it's called athletic protein uh-huh and it's this like sweet treats yeah oh my god 
game changer. Like, that's the only thing I would have. It's like, the best. I that and then it's like they have all types of like protein brownies, things yeah. like that. I'm like I'm happy with that. It's you so, know, the in, the industry's come so far because like I mean I remember when I started like really getting serious about like lifting and stuff. All we had was like metrics, and that shit oh, was, God, yeah, that yeah. Shit was uh, it was awful. Like, yeah. <laughs> but now like there's. Just, there's so many options. It's just like, okay, like I could have a treat and it like mentally, it feels like I'm treating myself, but you know, I'm not really messing things up too much, but yeah, I don't, I don't keep anything bad in the house. And that's how I solve yeah. that problem. Um, the only right. problem I have is when I go to Colombia and come back because oh, I yeah. bring like bags full of like sweets and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in my house because like my family wants them. So then I'm like waiting for them to pick it up and I'm like, you guys have to come pick it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I uh, I love coffee. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Colombia is like the coffee capital, right? Like, yes. Where, I mean, does, I, I, and I honestly don't even know the answer to this question, but like, does all coffee come from Colombia or does some come, does coffee no, come from Colombia? Uh, the best coffee comes from Colombia. I mean, everybody right. else, yeah, everybody right. else makes their their own and stuff like that. But um, I gotta say, not because I'm Colombian. No, it's okay. Really, we do make really good coffee, okay. and I've actually gone to like where you know there's an area and there's like a coffee. It's like a park, but that's where it, it like comes from. Oh. And you can actually go and like see it, and like it's it's amazing. You can't even ex explain the smell or anything right. there. I, I mean, I, definitely go. I've, I've gotten really into like coffee over the last few years as I've gotten older, I guess. I don't know. Um, okay, Vanessa, I'm going to ask you some hard questions now. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> these, these questions have all been like, you know, easy, but I mean, these, these are some hard hitting questions. Okay. Uh, and uh, since you're a trainer and you compete, um, you can answer them from either like perspective, if you want to, if, if you want to answer them from as a trainer or as, you know what I mean? Um, okay. So who are, uh, three people in your life that have been the most influential to you? And, uh, oh, and also you don't have to know these people. It could be someone you don't know. So definitely my trainer. I okay. met has been my yeah. number one. Um, I would say, so I wish I had the body type that she does. Everybody knows Danielle Bailey. Uh-huh. So I actually got to meet her when I met her. I was like, oh my God, her body is like the best. So what's her name? I, I I don't know who this is. What's her name? Dana Lynn Bailey. She used to be a Dana? Dana, yeah. D-A-N-A. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Lynn L I N. Oh, I, I see it. I see it. Oh yeah. She is so humble. Like when you talk to her, I met so many people that they're like just so like oh you meet them and you're like, oh great. Right. But she is like when I'm personality wise, her career, everything, like I'm like, wow, like somebody definitely, you know, to look okay. up. Um, and I would say my mom. Of course. <laughs> uh, now is your mom still in Colombia? No, your mom, no, your mom's in, in in Florida. Yeah, she's in Florida. Okay, in Miami still. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's, that's a good I'm answer. Coming back, mom. I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What are uh, <laughs> what What's a common? Like I said, you could do about training or or like competing. But what's a common myth about your profession that you would like to debunk? 
Ooh. I would say one would be all like, uh, I think Arnold was the one who said it, I think. Go back to basics. Because all these people start doing like all these crazy exercises with machines and stuff that doesn't even make sense. Thinking right. that, you know, is the new thing. You know, I understand some things work. But sometimes you look at some of these exercises that people are trying to make up and you're like, just go back to basics. 100%. You work for Ronnie Coleman. Look at Arnold. They always talk about, you know, they stick to basics. And I mean, you do your other workouts, but there's just some workouts that you're not. Yeah, yeah like new, new, new doesn't always mean better. Like yes. Sometimes it does. <laughs> sometimes it does. But like, I mean, that can go for like anything. But like, yeah, like you still should probably do like a squat and a deadlift and whatever. Like you don't have to do all this fancy stuff. Like, cause yes. I mean, ultimately, especially like with bodybuilding, I'm sure, uh, I mean, diet is really what it comes down to. You know, you get all these crazy workouts, but if your diet isn't where it's supposed to be, then you're not going to have that look on stage that. Yeah. Or vice versa. And yeah. another thing, I mean, I can just throw this in there real quick, you know, yeah. like this wise, like, you know, all this crazy new like you know diet this diet that like this new all this stuff and it's like you can do whatever you want but just stay consistent to one thing yeah. you know and like another thing will be like you know those calculators online you know that people are like yo you can just go online and put the calculator your age and it tells you how many calories you have to <laughs> take and it's like not if you're having one meal a day and then going to two thousand calories that is not gonna work yeah. So, you know, like a lot of people, like that's the one thing. It's like, hey, you know, like, I don't know if this thing's telling me I should be eating 2,500 calories. I get like DMs or messages about that. He's like, well, I don't know if I can, you know, like I'm only eating this, this, and that. And then if you look at what they're eating, they're only eating like 500 calories a day. Right. So it's like, that's like the new myth now, or that people are like, just eat whatever this says. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. You have right. to build yourself to it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Um, what uh what advice would you give someone that's that wants to get into like competing oh that might have been one of them about the thing <laughs> but um <laughs> i would say you know just like stick to it like consistency is the one thing Got you it. know when people go right into the the competition they go right into i want to do a show this time and it's like you know there's a lot of things that come right before like i was saying with the whole season that preps you for the season right so, you know, just be ready to, to experience a new physical challenge, you yeah. know, because, you know, at the end, it does get really hard. And I've seen a lot of people two, three weeks out, give up. And you're like, you're almost there, but so they were close. just not ready. Hmm? I would say that's so close to just. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, you need it. because it does get hard the last three weeks, you know, sure, and it's yeah. like, that's the one time where you have no energy. You're always hungry. You might be hangry. And then you still have to train. You still have to do your cardio. You know, and people, some people are just like, I can't do it. Okay. So, like, I have, so I have a follow-up question then, uh, since you're talking about this, because we, we've had obviously some, uh, some figure competitors and some bodybuilders on the show. And, you know, I know there's different, I know, like, because I know how the body works, like, I know everybody's different, right? Like, not everyone's prep is going to be the same. Um, yes. Cause like, I know some people that don't like, they still have carbs up until they're going to be on stage. And then some people that have zero carbs. So where do you stand in this? 
Um, I think, like you say, it all depends on, on the person because, uh -huh. you know, people come to me and they're like, hey, I want to do a keto diet. And you're like, okay, well, first question is, are you carb sensitive? You know, because some people, they go into like, I just want to cut carbs completely because, you know, I want to lose weight. Right. So it's kind of this thing. And then people, sometimes they prep themselves to go into a show. So I know like, it depends kind of how the body works. So those people might see that maybe with fats, they do a lot better. Like vice versa with me. Like I, like sometimes with my whole prep, I can't have avocado. I can't have uh, oil because actually my body is sensitive to fats. Interesting. So I don't really do too good with that. Even peanut butter, which is, hurts me because uh, I love peanut butter. Okay, I wait, hold on. Avocado. Do you, okay, this is a very serious question, okay? Ready. And I hope you, I hope you have the correct answer for this question. Uh -oh. uh, do you prefer creamy or crunchy peanut butter? Crunchy. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't know why people do creamy, okay? It's gotta be crunchy. Yes, yes. it's also okay. crunchy. Thank you, Vanessa, 100%. okay, great. Go, go. <laughs> So, okay, so, but like, let's say you yourself, so yes. you are more, you don't have a lot of fats, but you have some carbs as you're prepping, yeah. like getting closer and closer. Yeah, well, usually like, okay. uh, we'll, we'll go like a week before, that's when you deplete, so you kind of go low. So it's kind of like um, a cycle. So then you, I go low, low in carbs, but I still have carbs because my body does okay. good with it. I just go low so you can kind of like, I call it like a balloon, you disinflate. So then when you're ready to go on the show, like I actually like the week off the show, like maybe four days prior, I start to carb up, which is what okay. we call it. So then you start eating carbs. My carbs are pretty high because my body feels good with it. So even like the day of the show, my carbs are really high. Like right before I go on stage. That's great. Yeah. Like I know, like I said, I know everyone's different. Like, yes. Uh, but if it works for you, I mean, then that's what it is. Exactly. right? Like, yeah. Because like I see people even backstage eating like avocado and putting oils and I'm like, well, I wish I could do that. But <laughs> right. like, yeah, so it's like everybody has their own, you know, thing. And like, you know, it goes back to like people who want to try or want to do like, uh, you know, weight gain fast, you know, something like that. Fasting. I get all this question about all this different stuff. It's like, you can do whatever diet you want, as long as it works for what you do. Like if you work overnight, you do the fasting, you know, if you work like as a nurse, it's the same thing. Or, you know, if you just have a normal job, you just eat, you know, like a right. normal time. So it's all about what works for you and what actually you know people go into this crazy diet and they're like i'm gonna do it for 30 days but it's like no you need something that's gonna work for the rest yeah. of your life because yeah. this is unto you forever like like it's like you said like you know even though for the last few like you you know you were turning 30 so you didn't want to like be in like super prep but like it's a lifestyle for you so it's not like you've been just eating like shit this whole time like yeah like you treated yourself and whatever but you're still not like going so hard because it's part of your lifestyle. Whereas people that try to like, they don't eat right. And then all of a sudden they try to get super crazy. And then after, like you said, like 30 days, they're like, okay, now I need to go back. I can't do that. I can't maintain this. And they go back right. to trying to eat normal. 
and then they gain weight back because what that they took such drastic measures, you know, right. like, make it a lifestyle. Don't make it something short term. Yeah. And right? I always say, go with what you're having, you know, with like, you know, no, okay, this is what I eat so that you cannot see like something that, okay, this is how I am right now and slowly start changing it. So instead of having white bread, start with like, you know, I love Ezekiel bread. Me so too. I, oh, I love that. So it's like, just change it to that, you know, like you start changing just like complex carbs, yeah. simple carbs, all that stuff. Like you just start changing yeah. a little by little, but it's not like I'm going to cut it 100%. What about, what about uh, do you like Dave's Killer Bread? Yeah. Have you tried that one? Yeah, I yeah, like that I one too. It. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. The yeah. one difference I would say is just like the texture. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. one one's frozen, the other one's more like fresher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezekiel's definitely, you got to keep it in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say that like that would be the one thing like you know that advice would be like you know whatever you're doing always be consistent like it took a long time you know if you yeah. look at bodybuilders they do their career for years 20 years yeah. so you know people will expect something like six months one year and it's like there's gonna be ups and downs you're gonna like people are so focused on like weight and they're the weight's gonna be like this yeah. you know you gain you lose you gain next you know you're like down five okay up ten you know like that and that, that's all part of it i always call it like a heartbeat you know like the heartbeat goes like this yeah so that's like what the lifestyle is you're gonna be like this and that just means that you're living it otherwise like if you're flat you're like not there so it's yeah. like you know it's all part of it um okay one more question this is probably <laughs> this is a tough one um if you were me is there something that you would have asked yourself that I did not ask you? Mm. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much. I think I talked a lot. <laughs> I got I them all. I got all the questions. I okay, think okay, I probably okay, like, them all out. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, okay, I'll ask a fun question then. Uh, did you watch Narcos? I did. And it's funny, good, right? My mom hated it. Oh, really? Yes, I liked it. You know, I mean, there's some things that they just make it up to make it more, of like, lame. So not everything liberty. is true. Right. But it, nothing's very true. <laughs> but my mom's like, oh, you know, they're, they're putting Colombians and this, this, and that. And my mom gets, like, super pissed about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, your but mom, your, your mom kind of lived through a lot of yeah, that time, right? Involved. Yeah. She definitely lived through all of it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Vanessa, um, tell everybody, uh, our listeners, where they can find you online. Awesome. All right. So I will definitely have put the name, like if we can write it. Because yeah, we'll, 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 put it in, we'll put it in the show notes too, but some people don't yeah, have any show favorite, notes. Yeah, my favorite is Vanessa Suwaga, and that's going to be hard for someone to find. Okay. But my Instagram is vanezone.fit. So that's usually where I am. I'm working on also my YouTube, which if you let me, I can always, you know, once you put it, put it out there. Yeah. Um, just like a little clip of it on my channel so they can link to you. Okay, yeah, and, perfect. You know, yeah, and then if they can find me on Instagram, it's Ben and Z one fit. Ben and Z. Yeah. Sp spell it in case they don't know how to use show notes. V-A-N-E. Uh-huh. One, the number one. Uh-huh. And then my Z, that's my last name. Got so it. Z1 okay. fit. 
Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, <laughs> if, if you guys don't know how to use show notes, you go to the description of the episode and then there's links in there to help you guys find whoever we have on in, in this case. Yeah, because this accent is not working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's great. I mean, um, do, you, uh, do you do like online coaching or something if people want to reach out to you? Yeah, I do. I, okay. I started using also the Zoom as well to do yeah. the, uh, the training. It yes. was working a lot because, you know, sometimes people are still nervous to go into the gym. No, I know. So it's been, it's been good. Okay, cool. And, and that's, uh, they could just reach out to you through Instagram then? Yeah, I actually, I didn't even say, I have my website. It is uh, vanifitness.com. Okay. So we can also put it there and then they can even like fill out the questionnaire there. Um, okay, perfect. They can even reach out to me on Instagram. Perfect. I'm pretty active. Okay. Okay. Um, well, cool. Thank you so much for, for doing the show. We appreciate it. You guys follow Vanessa. Um, we hope we can't wait to see you on stage in whatever show you decide to do. Wait, wait do you have like a place that the show is going to be in? Like, do you know, or do you just kind of have like a date and then you'll figure it out later? Well, yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be in New Jersey. Okay, that's okay cool. I want to do one in New Jersey, so I don't have to, tra- I have to travel too much. Right. So I'm waiting for them to do it in New Jersey so I can, but I think there's going to be one in November. So I'm aiming for that one. Okay, cool. Hopefully it's before Thanksgiving. 100% (laughs) will be out before Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Like I said, thank you so much. Um, You you guys, thanks for listening. If you guys are listening to this uh, on Apple, do us a favor and just leave a review or rate it. It'll help us uh, grow, continue to grow the podcast. So we appreciate it. Thank you for listening, Performination. Hang on, hang on one second. Um, we'll see you guys next week on the Performer Podcast. <laughs>